Look, I'm not at a party, I'm not at a club I'm stuck in the beef and I don't give a fuck I'm making a move, I run out of luck I'm stuck to the plan, but I'm living it up I expected to see you While I'm running after bread I see them and they're struggling Got me thinking, scratching heads Got me thinking, scratching heads And boom, just like that, we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by Generous United. Generous United is a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada. Their goal, what they want to do, their mission, what they're out to accomplish, however you want to put it, they want to make sure that prescription drugs are more affordable so we can all live healthier lives. What Generous United will do is team up with the pharmacist. We all know what a pharmacist is here local member of your community who also wants to make sure that you're living a healthy lifestyle. They will team up with that pharmacist and give you a free, a tentative online service that will allow you to save money on prescription drugs. Head on over to generousunited.ca, that's G-E-N-R-U-S, united.ca, and see if there's anything that they can be doing for you, a loved one, family member, same thing, doesn't matter. We can all be benefiting from the services over at Generous United. Today's episode is also brought to you by CryptoVantage.com. I myself have dabbled in the cryptocurrency world, and I'm not going to lie to you, okay? I've made some mistakes. That's why I'm happy that High Button Sports and CryptoVantage have teamed up to give you all the information that you need to know about the cryptocurrency world. NFTs, what are those? Head on over to CryptoVantage.com, and they will send you all the information that you need. Also, CryptoVantage has sent us our own personal website linked to their website. Go to CryptoVantage.com slash high button. Go to the bottom, fill out the white paper at the bottom of the page, and then they will send you a free information package that will cost you nothing and that will update you on everything that you need to know about the cryptocurrency world. One more time, CryptoVantage.com slash high button. Gotta love a Monday morning podcast right here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Monday morning, energy's high. Weather's not that great in Halifax, but hey, you gotta take every day and appreciate it. So that's what we're gonna do. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Ty Doucette. Ty, coming all the way, or I shouldn't say all the way, just from across the bridge, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, recently committed to the Oregon State Beavers, D1 NCAA men's baseball team. Stay humble. Stay humble. It's a very big deal. His old man, Darren Doucette, was drafted in the MLB by the St. Louis Cardinals. Ty also made Team Canada National Junior Team. That's a big deal. Okay, stay humble. It's going to be a great episode. I'm talking to Ty. We've got dudes here as well for that baseball knowledge. It's going to be a great episode. Monday morning, High Button Sports. I'm Justin. Talking to Ty. Dudes is here. Here we go. You know what comes next. Boom. Ty, we are going. Welcome to the High Button Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. How was your weekend? Uh, not too busy. It was pretty good. Yeah. I was watching some of my brother's hockey. Um... Just chilling, hitting a bit, going to the gym, the usual. Where do you hit at? Uh, I usually go to one last rep or like in Burnside, that new, the new place. Um, or I go, like my dad's got a place um, where I can just go in and whenever I want and just go hit. So Okay, that's nice. That's nice. Are you hitting like every day? Um, I think I, I'm hitting like five times a week because um, not for a while though. Like um, I'm starting to pick it back up now. 
um, just because I wanted to give myself like a little rest. Like I've been going for almost a year and a half now of like every single day we're, we're doing stuff. So um, I just want to give myself a little break and a breather. Um, so just light right now, but I'll pick it back up like almost after Christmas. How old are you if you don't mind me asking? 17. You're 17? Yeah. I yeah. thought you were like 23 for no, something. No, you're no. Seven, so you're still in high school. Yeah, grade 12. And then next year I'll take a gap year. So What does uh, that mean? Like um, instead of going right to my, my university yeah. um, for, for ball, um, I'm going to take like a, uh, a year off. And then, um, and then I'll go, go to my school after that. Just so – because my only offers um, where I was a 23, so a 2023 graduate, and with like sports you can reclass um so you can like go back a year you can redo a grade whatever you want yeah um and i decided to just take a gap year take a year off and uh and then go uh, to school after that so i mean i'll be the same age as every other guy in the states because in canada we start school earlier mm-hmm. so um there's like it's and you get four years of draft eligibility instead of three um, just another year to get bigger, stronger, and better. So there was it was like a no-brainer for me. So are you going to go back to Okotoke with your year off, or do you stay here? How does that work? I'll, I'll, I'll probably go back. Yeah? Do you um, still have you still have to make that decision? Um, or is it made? I think it's made, yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go back because I can still play on the the high school team. Okay. And I'll, I'll play on the college team in the summer um, this year and next year probably. So, um, I mean, the unlimited, like, reps that you get out there, it's like, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Well, dudes were showing me some of the photos from the stadium out there and the pack, the parking lot, the stands. Everything looked full. We're going to get into that in a bit here. Yeah. I, I, I just kind of want to slow the roll here and, and talk about the game of baseball. I love the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. It's uh, – I, I shouldn't even – I am a baseball fan, but I think I'm more of just a Jays fan. If the Jays are doing well, I'm watching. If no, if no, if yeah. they're not, then yeah. maybe not. Uh, maybe that's just the Canadian roots in me. But nonetheless, I love the game of baseball. I wish I played it when I was a little bit younger. Um from what dudes was telling me about yourself and your old man and, and, and how the game was introduced to you. I'm not going to jump conclusion, but when you were younger, how was the game, how was the game introduced to you? Um, well, as long as I can remember, I was just hitting balls in my backyard, um, with my mom and my dad. My mom was my first coach actually. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, in like, well, my dad was still playing senior ball with dudes and, uh, <laughs> and, um, my mom coached like a rookie team or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been, I've been swinging since I was like two or three. I mean, once I, once I was born and my dad was like, you could put a bat in his hands. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I don't know. It, it just my, my farthest memory is just baseball. So it's pretty cool. Did it come naturally to you at two? I guess you're two years old. Nothing really comes um, natural to you, but naturally. Yeah. I think when I was younger, you know, I had like the skill level and above everybody else. I think that was just genetics and it was just like, not everything was natural um but obviously now you gotta i mean skill can only take you so far right so um yeah at what age do you start to bring the gym into consideration when it comes to your career when we were younger we always thought okay yeah let's do gym but let's not do weights but i feel with baseball you need weights you yeah. need am i wrong um yeah it, it sort of changed because like the steroid era yeah like in like late 90s early 2000s before that like when my like my dad would tell me like him and his teammates when he was in minor league ball, they would have to go to a rec center gym and work out because they wouldn't let him work out because they thought uh, to get too big as a baseball player was bad. Um, and, I mean, it sort of is. It's kind of like with any other sport, you got to train like an athlete because if you get, like, too big or, or whatever, you know, you stiff up and you can't – you got to be able to, like, move a bunch of body parts when you're playing baseball. Um, but for me, I, I started going to the gym, um, I think, my grade 10 year. 
so almost like two years now mm. um i just do a bunch of j- bunch of baseball movements um especially in okotoks like we have our own like uh trainer um who's like he got us on this weightlifting program um and then we do like conditioning programs and stuff like that so um it's like basically training like an athlete but y- y- you need to get in the gym which is for sure how did um well i, I guess starting out where did you play around here uh, I just played for Dartmouth, okay. Dartmouth Arrows, until I was in Bantam. And then once you get to 17U, you can't play, like, the provincial team and your club team. So I just played for uh, 17U, like, provincial team, and then I went out west. So how did the out west opportunity come about? So they saw me at a national, I don't know if it was 15U Nationals or 13U. Okay. Um, and they kind of just kept tabs on me as I was going. And I think last, like, during lockdown, I got a text message from the coach. He DM me on Instagram and he's like, "Hey Ty, uh, we'd really like to come out. Um, we've been eyeing you for a bit." <clears throat> and uh, Micah McDowell, who went out there, um, he's from Kenful. He's now at Oregon State. Um, he was, uh, you know, he told them about me, and then some other guys from here told them about me, and they basically they they offered me to go out there, and I was like, "Man, like." And like Okotoks is the spot, right? So dudes was telling me, showing me the alumni list before you got here. I I believe you. (laughs) Yeah. So like everybody wants to go there when you're when you're when you're 15. You like they're the the creme de la creme. So so when you got that DM, you just must have been. I was like, I was so pumped. I was like, oh my god, I've been waiting for this. And then uh, I was like, man, I got to do it. Like I can't not do it. And it changed my life. Like, I mean, I could stay. Like my dad is everything he can do. Um, When you go there, like it's. I mean, I wouldn't be going to Oregon State. I, I wouldn't play uh, play on the junior national team. I, I wouldn't do any of these things. I wouldn't be. It's it's. But uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. I had a couple buddies that went down to uh, would you what would you call that junior college or just like a uh, prep school? Like, like what would you call Okotoks? it? Okotoks. Um, what would I don't you? Know. It's almost like a hybrid kind of like it's 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 like because yeah. it's not in the states, so it technically wouldn't be like junior college type thing. But it's like it's like the big when you're growing up around here. You're like if you get an offer to go to Okotoks or you even get mentioned in it, it's like it's like a big deal. It's like it's like yeah. for hockey here when you get that like. But like, what compared to hockey though? Like, what like, would like, it be like a like a like a team in the states? Like, would it be like a? Yeah, I think it would. Is be it a like, school? Is it a pro? Is so, it a, so it's like 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 the Mooseheads, right? So yeah. The Mooseheads play on the Mooseheads, but they go to public school. So we oh I got we, you. we go to public school and then the 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 academy separate. It's like I got it's you like yeah. together. But I got you. Separate. Yeah. Um, so I, I just say it's like an academy, I guess. Or So how old were you when you left? I was 16. I have friends that went to school down in the States at like 15, 16 for hockey. And they said when they got dropped off and their parents left, it was almost like a reality set in. Oh my God. And, you know, I have a couple of buddies that said they cried. Like, it just, it's tough. Oh no, like, I, just how was it tough for you or were you? Oh, yeah. Like, I, um, the first month is really tough. Like, I, I, I mean, first couple of nights you're crying, you're like man, why did I do this? Like first week you're like, I want to go home. Like, I hate this, but I gave myself, me and my mom were like, just give yourself a month. Um, if you still absolutely hate it, I'll take you home, but just give yourself a month. You got it. You're there. You got to try it. So I gave myself a month and I'm still like, Oh man, I don't know if I can do this. And then, and then I kind of just like kept looking forward to Christmas and it kind of made time go quicker. And then I'm, and then I, you know, you start making buddies, like you get really close with guys and then my recruiting process started to speed up, um, and then I I was I was offered by schools, and then it kind of like everything was like oh I'm good, and like after a certain point you're like you kind of accept the fact that you're not at home, 
and you kind of really like don't really think about it. Um, but it's tough, especially at, at a young age and, and you being home for like your entire life and, you know, being around your family every single day. Like I was through January through like till like September when I came home, I didn't really see my family for like seven months straight. And I had to play like a whole season of baseball without seeing my family. And like, it's the first year I'm playing like actual competitive baseball. And I think it was really good learning, learning curve though, because I had to learn how to deal with everything myself. Like what? Like I, I had, a, like I, I struggle a lot with like my mental game. Like I, I tend to get down on myself a lot. Um, and I had to learn how to, you know, cause we played every single day. So I had to learn, you know, what happened, what happened, just tomorrow you got to go out there and you got to be better. Right. And, and the coaches do a great job of like, like working on stuff with you, but there's 200 kids in the academy and there's 25 kids on our team. Yeah. Right. So as a 17 year old who's playing every day, starting out every day at first base, um, you're obviously not going to go four for four every night. Um, you're going to have slumps. I think I was in a slump, like I was over like 15 at one point. And then you got to just, you got to grind. It's like, you got to, you got to say, you got to get up today. You got to go out there. You got to get your swings in. You got to do your routine and you got to go out there and you got to play. And you just got to keep going and going. And it's tough to, and I had to learn how to kind of deal with that myself because, you know, you're not getting pats on the backs and hugs because it's a, it's a business what we were playing. It was a business. Mm. At 17 years old, we're, you're in a business. We're, we're entertainers. You know, we had 2,500 people come to every game. Canada Day, we had 5,500 people. Um, like, you're there to entertain. And you have to, I, I had to learn what I think is good. It was kind of like a step in towards you know where i want to be pro ball um you gotta learn how to do things yourself and how to carry yourself properly well you always notice that i know when we have young hockey guys on who are 17 18 and they left home at 16 whatever it was you definitely notice the maturity on those guys and you can see it in yourself if you have to leave your home at the age you did and you have to fend for yourself it definitely will put a little bit of a wear and tear on you it's like building calluses on your hands when you're working out it's just repetition of being by yourself each and every day and you have to go through that grind and you can definitely notice it at your how old you said 17 how old are you 17 you know you definitely notice that right now yeah the way you're able to like just handle yourself in this conversation already it's 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 great to see appreciate it yeah it's awesome um when you're there and you see those fans for the first time nothing against the fans here i've been to dudes games there's been fans there Mm -hmm. when you go away and i guess i'm getting this from uh sanford when he talks about you have to go away and you have to yeah I'm, i'm not saying it's true i don't know the baseball community like you guys i'm not shitting on anything but when you know jake says you have to go away in order to get seen in order to go to the states which looks like the path that you're on right now um at what point did that settle in when you saw fans and people and a little bit more uh interest when it came to scouts and schools when did that settle in for you um i think i kind of knew that before i i, I you did you? okay so i was like i mean no like i don't want to like no mm. offense to anybody around here but like you kind of you have to go to get seen like people i mean they could try to find you Um, but you can't really, you can't stay around here. Right. So, I mean, but for the fans, it was like our first game of the season. Um, it actually got rained out. So, but I looked in the stands cause we had to like, we were on the field, you know, with all of our stuff (laughs) and we were like trying to get the water off the field to play. And I look up in the stands and it is just like packed. It's pouring rain and it's packed. And I'm like, Oh my God, like people are here to watch like us play. I'm like, I've never had that feeling before. Um, 
so it was like kind of like getting the exposure of you know um, people coming to watch you play and yeah. people like those people being scouts and then when i went to la there was like over like 500 scouts like watching your every like every move and i'm like oh my god like this is like wow did you go to la to play in a tournament or just against the team yeah so i went to la for uh, it's called area codes so it's What's like that? top 150 okay. high school players in, in in North America. And you made that? Yeah. Dude, congrats. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because I, I kind of knew what it was, but I would never expected to play in it. And I got the text from the coach, and he's like, yeah, man, you, you want to come play? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to come play. <laughs> and then. Um, nah, man, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I don't want to. But, yeah, that was, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. We went to Loyola Marymount. Uh, university okay like just literally literally downtown we were in downtown la um you play like four games it's like a it's sort of like a tournament but there's no like championships it's like it's like a just a scouting thing prospect game exactly so there was a bunch of scouts like vanderbilt's head coach tim corwin was there um uh, my uh my oregon state coaches were there um, every, like everybody you can think of in the college world was there, like everybody. And then there was pros, pro scouts there, everybody. And I had no expectations going in. I'm like, you know what? If I hit ninth, I hit ninth. So first game I hit sixth and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta show these guys first at bat 95 right to the back. I'm like, oh, come on my God. First at bat, <laughs> second pitch I see. And like, I'm in the box. I'm like, I'm like shaking. <laughs> I'm so nervous. And then, uh, next at bat first pitch. I'm like, man, I just got to swing. I don't care if it's a ball or strike. I'm swinging. And I Oh my God! I, I, perfect, perfect, like, line drive right in the, uh, right field, um, and then I get back to the bench and everybody's like, "Okay, Canada." <laughs> okay, because <laughs> awesome. I was only, I was the only Canadian in the in the tournament. You were the only Canadian. Only Canadian. Wow. Now there was like a underclassman and upperclassman. Get a little closer to the mic, sorry. There was yeah, a yeah. there's a underclassman and upperclassman. Yeah. Um, I was in the underclassman one, which is like 23s, 24s graduates, like 2023, 20, and then the upperclassman's like 22s. <laughs> So I was the only Canadian in the 23, which was like, I was like, oh my God, I got to do good. But I ended up playing really well. Um, I ended up hitting like third of the last couple of games because they were like, wow, this guy's pretty good. So I was like, I'm glad I just took took the, had the opportunity to do it. And I, I took, I made the most of the opportunity. So that's awesome. Yeah. So how does the recruiting side of all that work? I'm sure you're getting offers and mm-hmm. you know, you chose Oregon or mm-hmm. is that yeah, am I allowed to say that? That's a known yeah, thing. Yeah, That's yeah, a known yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. sorry. That's okay. already been released. Okay, so. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how how does that come about when you have uh, offers? Um, so my recruiting process was kind of short. It was like almost like a week and a half, two weeks. Um, so basically, what happened was the coaches kind of they were getting video of us in, in Okotoks, and they sent it to like they got so many like connections and everything like that. So they sent it to the coaches of a bunch of schools, and I got calls from. Um, a bunch of schools, um, I think like, are not a bunch, but like five, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them, they kind of like, mm, you're from Canada and they, they kind of like, hang I up. hate that. They, they hang up on you. But I was so thankful. Uh, Oregon State took a chance on me and, um, and then Cal State Fullerton, um, they offered me as well. Um, cause once one school offers you, like a bunch of schools start coming cause they're like, yeah. oh God, like he's gonna, but I just felt like. Um, Oregon State kind of wanted me more. Like they were putting in way more effort towards me, and, and they could were, you give like, me an example of the effort? So they took me on a Zoom call, and they kind of showed me around the facility. Um, cool. All coaches were on the Zoom call. You know, you know, Darwin Barney. No, yeah, uh, play for the Jays. Play for the Jays. He was oh. second baseman with the Jays. Wow. Um, won a Gold Glove with Chicago. <laughs> He's one of the coaches there. 
So he was on the call. I was like, oh my God, Darwin Barney is like on this call right now. <laughs> um, that was before I like met like anybody like really like big dog, big dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and then, um, they were just kind of like, they just kept texting me and they kept calling me. Um, coach Gibson, he was just like, every time he could get, he would, he would message me and call me. And I'm mm. like, man, these guys put a lot of effort. They want me. And I'm like, let's go. Seems like an easy choice at that point. Right. Like you said, mm -hmm. and, and then that is a thing, man, when you're from Canada, it's like, it's more and more possible, I guess, if you will, these days to, to move on and go places with the media and whatnot. But um, for them to put the effort in, it's just like, it's, it's easy, right? You're like, okay, these guys were just kind of like, Hey Ty, how you doing? Like, this is that. And then Oregon's just like messaging every day. And I want you to come here and I want you to do this. And it's just like, you're looking around going, okay, well, this is an easy choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to go there because this is where the interest is and it's a great program. And so it's, it's pretty much a win-win for you at that point. Right. Yeah. And, um, I mean like guys like Micah, yep. my buddies who, who's gone there. Um, and they were kind of like my, one of my dream schools before I even went to Okotoks. So I was like going to Okotoks expecting, you know what, I'm, I'm prepared to go junior college. I'm going to grind it out. And then good mindset. Um, all of a sudden I just get a bunch of these offers. I was playing well. And then they were like, I, I never in a million years would have expected to get a call from Oregon state. Like, I don't know when I did, I, I was, my, my bill of dad was right next to me and I look at him and I, I show him the text. Um, from our head coach, he says, I got you a call with Oregon State tomorrow. And I look at my bill at that, I go, you might have to make this call for me. Like, I don't know if I can talk. <laughs> and, like, the whole time I was on the call, I'm like, I'm like yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> Whatever you say, yeah. I'll yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, freaking out. But, um, but no, you just you realize that they're, they're, they're humans just like you. They want you. Like, that's the one thing I had to learn with the recruiting process is they want you. Like, they're trying to get you. Um, but, yeah, I mean – it was it was awesome. It was pretty cool. Do you have any plans on going down to the school to take a little visit? I'm assuming you didn't because of COVID. No, um, the like one of my buddies, Connor Pote, yeah, who's committed there. He's he's uh, he goes to Okotoks as well. He's on the junior national team with me. He uh, they did their visit because he's a 2022. Okay. So they did their visit. Oh man, like a month ago. So I'll do my official visit with my class, like all my all the guys that are in my class. Okay. Next October. Nice. So that basically, they get you like. You just get a bunch of pictures. You go watch inner squads. Like they put you in the jerseys, and and you get to take pictures. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, and you get to see everything. Um, but but it's it's sweet. What's the baseball? Sorry, you go. No, I was just gonna try and piggyback on the recruiting process because you know everybody around here knows your old man, right, Dewey. Um, was there ever a point where he just kind of sat you down and was like, "Here's like." You know, obviously the recruiting process was a little different when he played, but now is there any point where he sat you down and was like, listen, man, you know, you got some some promise here. Here's how it's going to go. Like, did he ever kind of like break the recruiting process down for you to know that, you know, this is what's going to come out. This is what they're going to say. There's going to be multiple people telling you different things. So did he ever like prepare you for this or was this something you just kind of had to take face on? Um, he sort of prepared me, but he was kind of like he never really went through like what, what I was going through like with the calls and all that stuff mm -hmm. but he kind of you know when he was getting recruited for professional baseball um he was just like he always would tell me um just you never know who's watching you just mm -hmm. gotta you always gotta make sure because he would always tell me like he uh one time his coach saved him actually he, he told me the story he uh he jogged a first on a ground ball and the scouts came down to the coach after the game and were like why did you set jog and the coach was like oh no he's just got a bad ankle <laughs> and he's like, if you ever do that again, I'm not saving you. But he was like, just make sure every time you go out there, somebody's always watching because the way he got drafted, they were there to watch the opposing pitcher. And my dad hit two bombs off him. It's a prime example. And uh, they were like, oh, my God, who is this guy? Right? 
And then uh, that's how he ended up getting drafted. So he's just like, you never know who's going to be there, who's who's watching you. But So was that would that have been when he was at Ulster? Or would he have uh, been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was like the only other school that anybody even heard of. And I think it was because of guys like him and guys like Header who went down there mm-hmm. and just kind of like almost just p- opened a, the door for other people to even just know about it. And that's certain, you know, like I said, it's not... Like what you're doing and what like guys like O'Toole have done and and Grabman and stuff like that, like it's it's a it's a big deal, right? We don't want to sit here and and pump you too hard, but it's it's a tough thing to make it out of here as a baseball player. The the main thing is the weather. You don't get to play all year, and now we have you know one last rep in your dad's hitting place, and and that's kind of something you can do year round. But that's just not you know like when you're going out west and stuff like you guys play all year round and in the hotter places you're playing 365 days a year so you're getting your reps all year and, and I, I the one big downfall for us is that we can't do that all year mm-hmm. so you like you said you took a break but you know you, you have four or five months of the year where you can't do anything so you're playing hockey which is great people love multi-athlete sports play multi-sport too. athletes yeah, cool. but it's just like when now you're you're seeing the real thing and you're seeing what it really takes to actually make it to the next level and, and we just kind of don't really have that here it's starting to get bigger but it's just something that is 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 very rare and it's a really cool thing yeah yeah you can especially tell with um the guys from the states like you know up until my grade 10 year i really never did like an off season like i just played for three months and then went but like those guys have been like having off seasons they were eight years old (laughs) like they were they, they they never stopped since they were eight and you know the guys from dominican (laughs) <laughs> they literally play six, six, eight hours a day, like since they're like five years old. It's ridiculous. So you have to. I wish I would have started earlier. I wish I would have. Two uh, years old, you started though. I know, but but, but I guess you can't play every you day. You can't really play every day, and and they're like getting like professional coaching like every single day. Mm-hmm. And then I mean they're signed at sixteen for four, three, four million dollars at sixteen years old. And then, you know, they turn out like Juan Soto's or Ronald Acuna Jr. stuff like that. <laughs> What's the 18U Friendship Series? Um, that was when we went down and played the States for like a seven-game series. Where? Down where? Um, Bradenton, Sarasota, Sarasota in Florida. So we went to um, Ed Smith Stadium, which is the Blue Jays, or Blue Jays, the Orioles Spring Training Stadium. We went to um, Pirate City. Um, that's where we kind of like had our practices. Um, and we kept all of our stuff. Um, the pirates were awesome for that. Like they like food, free food. Like I, I remember the first day we were there, we had lamb. Oh yeah. Had you ever had lamb before? No, I didn't really <laughs> not like in it. I didn't really eh? like it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, honestly. <laughs> um, but then we went to um, oh, where else we went? We played at the Trop. Um, uh, we played at and then we played at the Pirates Spring Training Field. Wow. So it was awesome. But like I, I seen one hundred and one. What is it? What's that? Like one hundred one miles an hour. Oh. You saw that? Yeah. Did you hit it? <laughs> I, <laughs> you close I, your eyes and just. I I did though. I I hit like a ground ball to shortstop, but it was like one of those ones. Like I'm so thankful I got on the barrel because if I got off the end of my hands, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm literally breaking my hands. At least you I, did, I, at least you didn't get it in the back. No. <laughs> when I tell you like, I could if I'll put it if a pitcher was throwing 94 and then you bring in another guy who's throwing 95, I could tell which is which. That's how much of a difference there is between 94 and 95. And then when you get above 95. Like, the guy's pitches were moving about, like, this much, and it was probably going up about that much. And it was, like, from, like, this slot. So it wasn't over the top. It was kind of like, oh, my God. I'm going to try and dumb it down for Bell because the the arm angle and everything for him is – I'm going to try and do it the best I can, but, like, over the top, there's, like – it's almost, like, straight. It might have a little tail, but when you have this certain slot from here, when you release the ball – 
it has a tendency to like to you know how like a two seamer that's what like his normal arm slot would be a two seamer does like a weird it's a fastball but it has some spin to it like a little tail okay and the arm slot is what creates the motion so when you're getting 96 97 and it's moving a foot it starts at your hands and it's finishing on the outside oh, part sorry. of the plate. So it's, right? Okay. So it's just that yeah. arm slot and the way they release the ball. It's almost impossible to sit here and explain no, I got without actually bit. going out and doing it. But it's like, as a baseball player, when you hear, oh, when his arm slot's like, you know, 90 or 75 or whatever, and it's just like, you're like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, because right up over the top, it's just coming straight down, right? Like, and anything down, down, you see the submariners, how their stuff does mm. that. And that's just, it's just, I mean, in your head, it's, it seems impossible to hit, right? But then yeah. you get up there and, I thought it was amazing that you said you could tell between 94 and 95. Yep. But then after that, it's like, what is he throwing? You know, like, yeah. is there a big difference between the 95 and the 100? Or is it, can you tell the difference or not? Um, yeah. I, I Yeah. It's, it's I don't even know how to explain it, really. It's kind of weird. It's like, mm -hmm. you can pick it up. It's like, from like 90 to 94, you can pick it up out of the hand. Um, but ni once, 90, once you get to 95, like 95 hits, it's like, it feels like, like it's coming out of his hand and it's literally on you as it's coming out of his hand like that like i remember like and especially that guy when he was like this the ball would come out like here and it would like go this way and then it would like rise up yeah, that see, way that was a good explanation so um, okay well you said like when you got there you're playing every day and you weren't used to that because here you guys said you, you just weren't playing every day when you were playing here were you able to tell the difference between 94 95 or is it only in this past year? I, I'm here, like, guys throw, like, 80. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. like, okay. So, like, I didn't see 95 for the first time until, like, this winter. Like, Matty Grabman. Yep. Um, he's on our team in Okotoks. He's from here as well. Dart move. Um, he, uh, he throws 97 now, I think. And he was throwing, like, 94 in the winter. And then we had this other guy from BC. He was throwing, like, 94. And that was the first time I've seen, like, 90s. Um, what was that like, seeing it for the first time? It looked like 100. Yeah. The other thing you got to consider too for him for his age, it's like no one in U17 selects or Canada Cup. Maybe there's the odd guy, but he's probably not throwing against Nova Scotia. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. That might throw 90, mm. maybe 92. Yeah. Like it was a rare thing. Like even when I was coming up playing through the ranks, you know, the first time I seen 90 was I think maybe Schrider hit it once or something yeah. like that. But there was we played Andrew Case and Senior Nats a couple years ago, and he was throwing like 93, play for the Jays, and it's you don't get to see it. So in order for you to be able to pick up 95, you have to see it a couple times. So you said you took yep. the one in the back, and then the next time you're like, okay, that was – I seen how hard it was. Mm -hmm. Now I just have to get the barrel through, mm -hmm. hoping it's not going to be in the back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you can adjust. But if you don't ever see it, it'd be like a goalie trying to take a 150-mile-an-hour slap shot for the first time in his life at 17. He'd never seen it before. You I know? gotcha, like, I gotcha. It's insane. And if what? you don't get to see it, you don't get the reps, right? So. Yeah. What's the, the the hockey community, obviously, in Canada is awesome. Like, the, there's funding, there's everything. What's the baseball community like down in the States when you go play? Um, oh, it's, 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 it's unreal. Um, when we went, like, just the way the, the USA, like, U18 program, like, like runs everything it's like a it, they run it like i mean we run it like a professional team too but the way they run it is is ridiculous i think they're i don't even know i can, I, I don't want to like give a random number but I, I i remember hearing i don't know if there's a rumor but their 18u program is like funded with like 50 million dollars so they have like resources they, yeah they have like six 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 seven jerseys you know they get like a million stuff they get everything they get batting gloves bats everything like that um it's really like here, like, and but 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 you also have like in the states, like people that um, create like teams and they create like stuff like travel ball teams, and it's like a money, like they just want like it's like a money scam. It's like spring hockey here, it's like kinda. spring hockey. Yeah. So they're just like, 
um, it's like any way they can to you know make money. Like they'll tell you like we're gonna get you. you to Division One, but yeah. they just basically it, sell it by reps. Like, oh, do you want to play an extra month of the year? Let's do this. Uh, you want to do yeah. this? You want to see ninety five for the the whole season? Mm-hmm. Then let's do this, right? Yeah. But there's a, it, there's gonna be that in every sport. So yeah, yeah. Best of the well, is the best of the best in the states, or is it still Cuba Dominican? That's that's not uh, for me to answer. I'm, I'm not, not sure because. Well, we head down to the Dominican in May with, no the, way. with the junior national team. So we go um, – well, we play the Jays on Sportsnet like this in spring training. We don't, we don't, we don't play like Vladdy and Boba Shep, But, for example, like Boba Shep played the Team Canada like four years ago. So it's like those type of guys Boba that are going to come up. Yeah. Um, it's like those type of guys that are going to come up through the ranks. Um, Prospects. Yeah. But, yeah, we go to Dominican, so that should be fun. I want to see what they're like. They're probably crazy. Yeah. Um, when is that? Late May, late May, or like okay. like late May, I think. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That's gonna be fun. And we go to Florida twice before that. We go March, Florida, April, Florida, and then May we go to Dominican, and then next September we have uh, World Baseball Challenge. What an accomplishment so. making the national junior team, man! Congrats on that. Thank you. That's Thank awesome. You. Yeah, it so, is. So how does that program work? You don't. It's not an actual league. You just, it just sounds like you go and you travel and you play the best of the best. Yeah. So it's like um, there's no league. There's no nothing like that. Um, they basically we just go on trips, and it's just you, you know it, for exposure and all that stuff like that. Um, like we we went to the the friendship series that yeah. you were saying. Um, and then like a month and a half, a month and a bit ago, I think a month and a, a couple of weeks, we were in Florida again for a training camp, like the new, the new teams that are coming in like Oh four, Oh five, Oh six year group. Um, and we went to Dunedin, mm-hmm. uh, we went to TD ballpark. That was, that was awesome. And, uh, you know, I mean, Russell Martin was at one of our guests, like he was our guest coaches. Like he was there all the time. Um, our trainer brought in Prince Fielder's dad, Cecil Fielder. Oh. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like the size, of, usually the, the most impressive thing, the size of his hands, I thought I had pretty big hands. His hands are like triple my hands. Is it he bigger like, than your old man? Oh my God. He's like six, four, like just massive, right? Oh, I think God. he hit like 500, 600 home runs in the big leagues <laughs> throughout like 70s and 80s, right? I was like, our trainer was like, how do you even know who this guy is? Baseball I, family, baby. Yeah, I, he was a, apparently he was a trainer for the Blue Jays in like the '80s and '90s. So wow. Um, but yeah, it, it basically it's just like a like a recruiting or not like a recruiting thing, but just I like got you, I got you. Yeah. So as you're traveling from destination to destination and you're you're seeing different cultures, you're, you're meeting new people. Obviously, at the end of the day, you want to be sure you're becoming a better baseball player. So what are you looking to gain from each place that you travel? Like when you go to the Dominican, I'm sure you're looking to pick up something from maybe a Dominican player. When you go down to Florida, maybe you're looking to pick up something from a, a United States coach. I don't know. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But as you travel, that was always the benefit for dudes and I. Every time we remember when we went down to Gatineau and we played that team from Detroit and they kicked the yeah. shit. They, you know, but but you, that's a learn. That's a learning. You, you know, is, you yeah, learn right. from that. So when you travel and you get to play um, against some incredible baseball players, what are you looking to pick up? Um, I usually look at like watching how they they can they uh, just go about their business, watching how like they they take BP, um, they how they in game how they hit how they're like engaged in every play, mm-hmm. um, especially like the Dominican guys. You notice now in the big leagues how like confident and like outgoing they are. Um, which is one thing that it's, it's good for baseball because it keeps you in the right mindset. Like, you know, if you're going, if you're telling yourself, man, I suck, I can't do this. Like you're never going to get a hit, right? You mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta consistently tell yourself you're going to get a hit. You're going to be good. You're the best player. Even if you may not be, 
I mean, that's just how it goes, right? So I look for um, just way guys like handle themselves. Yeah. I love baseball culture. It's very similar to hockey culture, how it's loose in the room. As long as you're working hard and it's a team mentality, you're yeah. going to win and, and have fun. I, whenever we watch the Jays on uh, on sports night, you see those guys having the time of their life in the bullpen, just doing whatever they want, but mm-hmm. they're performing. I love that about baseball. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really – it's it's good. Our, our junior national team coach, Greg Hamilton, unreal, like just – one of the greatest coaches I've ever had. Um, he he likes he doesn't really like he just keeps it loose, keeps it fun, um, which I think helps us. But he, well, when he when he's like let's go, he, we 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 know to get engaged. Yeah. But um, he keeps it fun, he keeps it loose, and same with the other coaches. Um, so it's like it's really easy to to play good when you're comfortable and you're you're loose and you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like if you're so tight and you're like oh my god I'm scared to make a mistake. You, you can't play as good as as if you're relaxed and, and, and you're loose. I feel with baseball, there's so every time I go watch dudes play or just every time I'm at a baseball game, there's so much going on. Um, yeah. I guess not in terms of rules, but in terms of sit, in terms of excuse me, situations. Um, I'll always be learning the game of baseball. I don't know if you guys know everything, but in, in your head, do you do you, do you still look for situations that are, are are rare to you and try to gain knowledge on them? Uh, oh yeah, like I mean, you can never stop learning. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, there's so much stuff in this game and new stuff. It's like, um, and you want to be put in those situations where you've never been in. So, could you give me a situation like that's extremely rare in baseball that you'd love to be in? Um, like, I don't know. It's a tough question. Yeah, like maybe I don't know something to do with, um, like just like hitting, like a hitter's count, like. You know, like if you get into like different situations and a coach puts like a, a bunt on or something like that, you have to know like uh, what you're doing as a base runner, like mm-hmm. what, you, what you're doing at the plate. Um, so like different, like as like a guy like me, I, I usually don't bunt. <laughs> ah, big um, dog, baby. Yeah, I usually don't <laughs> bunt, but you have to you have to know how to bunt. Right. So our, that's one thing our coaches in Okotoks really stress about is, is knowing how to bunt, because once you get to university, like you bunt every single day. It's 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 crazy and it's really good for like um, bat yeah. to ball, um, but yeah, there's no really I can't really think of like a rare situation. You just want to be prepared for any situation yeah, that comes to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I can't really think of rare. No, that's fine. Uh, how how do you how do you pick your position in baseball? Does the position pick you or do you pick the position? Sort of. Once <laughs> like now like I'm I was I'm, I'm like a first baseman right. Um, but now once I'm getting older, like it's, it's tough to only have one position. So I'm kind of like hybriding to like a corner outfield, corner infield guys, so like first, third and left field. First, third and left field. Yeah. Okay. And, um, it kind of picks you. I mean, your body type really kind of chooses it. Mm-hmm. So what like type I'm, of body type I'm are like, you? I'm like more of like a bigger guy. Like, well, he's like six, four. I can't. <laughs> well, I don't know. What does that mean? Is that, is that so a like, catcher? Is it? Like, who the guy from Kansas City? That guy's like seven feet. Who Salvador? The Perez? guy from Kansas City, the catcher. He's yeah. huge. Yeah, he's massive. So like, kind of like more like built strong. Like like my my build is more like a first base catcher. Um, you know, you see those speedy guys like a um, like a Byron Buxton or like a Kevin Pillar. Like those guys, they're the center fielders. Um, and then corner outfield guys. You know, usually a guy with like a strong arm um, that can play like the, um, a Ronald Acuna Jr. He can play a Bryce Harper. Um, yeah. They put them in right field, like a Mookie Betts. Um, they got really good arms, so they're able to throw guys out because left field's a shorter throw because you got to throw to third base from right field. 
So that's and, correct. And like left fielders, yeah. like left fielders like me, that's why I, I wouldn't play much right field because I don't really have that great of an arm. And stick me on the left field. That way, it's a shorter throw. I I mean, I don't really have to go get a bunch of balls because more balls are hit to to right field than left field. Um, and you know, shortstops are quick guys, quick hands. Third bases guys again yeah. with good arms. I can yeah throw. And then pitchers, <laughs> they just throw hard. <laughs> I think it was a good question though because you know. I know for me growing up, and obviously I haven't done I haven't done shit in baseball, but for me, like they weren't going to put five foot two dudes at first base, right? First base, there's a ton of plays. You normally have your big guy there, and a lot of the times it's one of your big hitters, right? Yeah. So you almost want to I don't know if it's protecting them or not, but it's like the body type, and it's like what your attributes are. So if if you are six three and you're not very quick, but you have really good hands, then they're probably not going to put you at shortstop. They'll probably throw you at second base or something like that mm-hmm. because you got to have that foot speed at short, and you got to be able to charge the ball, and you got to be basically doing stuff at all times, right? So the other thing, too, I think for you, Ty, is that, you know, growing up, you got to watch your old man all the time. That's the position he played. I know he wasn't really known for his fielding necessarily. Played first? Yeah. yeah. And But he was left-handed, too, and you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not left-handed, but usually they stick because lefties can't play, like, the infield because it's like you got to field it and then you're like turning i got you so yeah if you actually think about that when when was the last time you would have seen a left-handed shortstop it just doesn't happen right so it does kind of choose you i guess is my point but the other thing too is when you're younger you play a bunch of different positions and then you kind of it's on the coach more or less to be like okay that's where i'm going to put you because that's where you're going to succeed you're not going to try and set somebody up for failure right Mm. so but i thought it was a good question because I like what you said where you're just trying to learn everything because you, what you want to be is you want to be somebody where the coach goes, okay, well, maybe we have a better option at first base, but we like you in left field as well. So now you're still in the lineup. Maybe you're not playing what you thought you were going to be playing, but you're in the starting lineup, and that's what matters. Yeah, it's exa- it's just another way to get you in the lineup. Like, uh, if you can hit, they'll find a spot for you. Nice. That's basically what they're saying. Like, um, defense is really important, but offense is if, – if you can hit, you're you're an asset. So. Yeah. It's just like Moneyball when they made that guy play first base, exactly. even though the only he couldn't play, but he could hit. He could hit. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's. Do you like the movie Moneyball? Love it. Yeah, yeah. It's I probably, love it too. It's, I think that's one of my. Well, I think it's one of my favorite baseball movies. That in the Sandlot. How can oh. you not like the Sandlot? I know. Yeah, you got yeah. can, can you breathe? All right, you like the Sandlot. Like, <laughs> I, I like the Field of Dreams too. That's a pretty good one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, what's his name uh, there? It's a great. Well, what was that game the other day? Not the other day, last year, where they played the oh Field of Dreams, and they oh, the came White out. Sox. They came out through that the cornfield. Holy, is that, Kevin, that. is that Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner, that's yeah, 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 baby, nailed it. <laughs> and they come out through the cornfield. They're all. It looked like the movie. Oh no, it was, it was, that was awesome. I remember watching that game. That was pretty cool. That's what? one of the crazy parts about baseball now. Remember how you said like the Dominican guys are like, you know, they got personalities and stuff. Back in the day, it was kind of considered like. I don't want to offend anybody, but like an old guys club, right? You kind of went out, you did your business. There wasn't a whole lot of like flash and dash. There was like guys like Ricky Henderson and stuff like that. But now with the media era and stuff like that, you know, and all these interviews and stuff, personality is so good for the game. because Every game, not even baseball. And that's exactly right, right? But now there's a fine line you have to walk and you look like a guy like Marshawn in in hockey. Yeah, he plays that role, but he's a fine line. But in baseball, like the Dominican guys, they seem cocky. And I think that was the big downfall that everyone thought was, oh, these guys are so cocky. But, you know, you're you're coming up as a kid and you want to be like Ronald Acuna Jr. You want to be like, you know, Jose Altuve, these guys with personalities. You don't just want to be a robot. And just go through the motions and do everything, right? Like a lot yeah. of the things now is is you as a person, right? Are you going to be a good guy in the room? Are you going to 
you know, are you going to freak out every time you get out like me, or are you just going to go about your business and have a good time and be upbeat for everybody else? And, and I think that's kind of where we're seeing the game go is, is personality wise. Right. Yeah. How do you think the game of baseball is right now? There's a lot of people saying it's too slow. There's a lot of people saying that the umps are uh, extremely inaccurate. What do you think about the game of baseball and where it sits? Um, I think it's, I, I think it's good right now. Like you know, they were trying out that new umpire system. Um, Sanford was telling us about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know if I really like that. I'd rather it be like almost a decision by by an umpire and more more so like a, a machine. Because like, I mean, it, that's just the fun part about baseball. It's like it, you never know. It keeps you guessing. The human element. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think the game's too slow. I mean, they're trying to speed it up. But if you really love baseball and you like watching baseball, like you know, I mean. If you want to go watch a baseball game and you want it to be short, like there's gonna, it's not going to be fun because there's going to be no runs. It's going to be like, I mean, it's probably a pitching duel if you like pitchers. But if you like pitchers, like kind of weird to me. Like, who wants to go? Yeah, who wants to go to a baseball game and, and, and watch people like like pitchers unless you're a pitcher? But like, it's a nice addition to the game, right? But it's yeah, like you're not just going and going. I'm not watching the rest of the field, just the pitcher. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to see some bombs. Like I'm trying to go there and I'm I want to see doubles and home runs. Yeah, I want to see people like pimp bat flips and stuff like that. I'm like. Now, but pitchers going crazy like, like Trevor Bauer is now like like screaming <clears throat> off the mound. That's kind of funny, but like, I mean, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's good where it is right now. Um, but as the game like kind of moves on, like um, they might because I, if they're losing like viewership and stuff like that, they might have to. Yeah. But it's I think it's I think it's good right now where it is. Off the top of your head, can you give me three unwritten rules in baseball? <laughs> three unwritten rules. <sighs> Let's see. Oh my god. Um this I mean I mean if you're up by like 10, no stealing. Mm-hmm. Um I mean they they say like 3-0 don't swing. I mean that's, that's kind changing. of it's kind of fading away now. Yeah. The guy from San Diego did that. Yeah, Tatis. Yeah. Tatis. I mean, I th- I don't I don't I think if it's 3, I think you should swing 3-0. But it, it was kind of like an unwritten rule. Like all the old guys are getting really mad about it and stuff hey, like that. Old guys club. That's what I said. Um, I'm offended right now. <laughs> <You> should be. <laughs> and I'm trying to think what else. Another unwritten rule. Give me one more. Um, oh my god. Why is my phone going crazy? Um, unwritten yeah. rule. Oh my god. It's tough, eh? Like, oh my god. Like once he's other thing about it. I guess like no bat flipping, or like an un- like no like showing up and their opponent. Yeah. Um, I think that depends on the score. That depends on the score. What about like, um, like stepping on the chalk line? Oh, like that's more there of a superstition. Yeah. Stepping on the chalk, yeah, like line. the if, first base line. Yeah, if you step, like, can't step on the line, cannot step on the line. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But what if you run into the base? The line's right there. Well, well, so that's, it, no, it's going out onto the field. Yeah, when you're going oh, on, on and sorry. off the field, okay. you can't step on the line. So, like, you ever see the video of like when? Um, oh my God, my memory's bad. Like, who was the? Um, after 9-11, when the, the president went out on the field? George was it Bush. Sammy Sosa? Yeah. No, no, oh, no. Derek Jeter. No, no, no. When he went out, the, who was the president at that time? Went George on Bush. The, George Bush. When George Bush went on the field, he stepped on the line. No. Yeah, right on the line. No. So everybody was like, everybody was like oh, my God. Like, that, he ruined and stepped on the line. That was a great video. They had a great behind-the-scenes video I, of that. I, I watched and, that. And Derek was Jeter unreal. was like, you got, you better you bet, yeah. throw from the mound because if you don't, they'll boo you. They'll boo you. And he yeah. threw it right down the strike like, yeah. It was, was a, a, it was a cool video that for was sure. Cool. I, I remember watching that. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, this could be a ridiculous question, but in hockey, at the end of practice, <laughs> you're supposed to pick up the pucks. Not to show respect, but just to show, like, if you're, like, a younger guy on the team and – 
you pick up the pucks after practice. It's like, okay, this kid cares. He shows respect. Could you, I guess, I guess it's not even a question. It is a question. What, what's, what's the significance to that in baseball? If you're a rookie, what are some things you do around the clubhouse to show the senior guys, okay, this guy is, is doing the little things? Mm-hmm. Obviously picking up the balls. That That's a good one. Um, we have a weight room as well. Yeah. Um, if you're like cleaning up your weights and you're putting it back where it is, um, I guess honestly for the, to the, like the veteran guys like this year, it's just like showing them like more like respect. Like you've already been through what I'm, what I'm going through, like, and kind of like asking them questions on the, like, um, like how, how's my swing look today? Like, is that a good swing? Or like when they get out of the cage, a, a good round, you know, stuff like that, or like kind of like trying to learn from them. Um, um, but yeah, like I mean, picking up baseballs is kind of like a rookie thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, veteran guys still do it. It's not like they're not gonna do it. But as a rookie, like if you leave baseballs, like the veterans will get on you, and then and then obviously the coaches will get on you too. And you're like, then then yeah. now you got to pick up every single ball. Like you're the only guy that's yeah. picking up balls today. That's so. kind of an unwritten rule too, right there. You're almost better off in a like in a rookie situation to just take it upon yourself to do it. Yeah. I, you would much rather be told not to do it. Than have someone to tell you exactly. to it. Like there might be a vet guy that's like, no, this is what I do. Like this is me. I pick up the balls, which yeah. is pretty rare. But it's because these guys, you know, it's the same as hockey. It's the same in any sport. You do things, but you're better off just going and doing it. And then that way, they're like, okay, this guy, you know, he knows his role. He wants to. He wants to be better. He wants to be part of the team. And it's, but it doesn't change from sport to sport. So it's, but there's a whole. I feel like there's a whole lot less opportunities. Like in hockey, you have like yeah. gear off the bus and and pucks in the net. But in baseball, you're in a cage, and it's like whoever's hitting and whoever's the next guy up is kind of the rule yeah. where you go pick up balls like the next two guys. There's not like a whole lot of get the rookies in here and, yeah. and do this stuff. Right? I got so, mm-hmm. what flavor seeds? Ooh, I gotta go with. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. So my, <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy um, Connor Poto, I mentioned earlier. We were at, we were at the training camp um, in Ontario, the first training camp for the junior national team, and you get black pepper seeds and you put sour patch kids in them, shake them up, and you you put it in your mouth. Unreal! Uh, okay. It is so good. What? <laughs> okay, so yeah. so backtrack. You. <laughs> Black pepper seeds, very self-explanatory. Sour Patch Kids, yeah. very self-explanatory. So you're looking mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. the sh- the sugar or the flavor from the like. I'm so confused because obviously I would never just, just try it, this. It, no, no, no. It's like it's just the taste of it. Okay. It's like you get like the sweetness of the Sour Patch Kids, and then like um the oh the taste of the pepper, and it's like oh my god, this is awesome. I, I I was so hesitant to try it. I'm like that's kind of gross. Yeah. I, f- I feel like this is the equivalent to peanut butter on a burger. It's like at, this, at, at first it sounds <laughs> a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you try it. Like I'm not against it. Like we'll give it. Like I got nothing to do today. That's what I'll do. I'll try it. It's, it's nice. It's it. I love it. And it's like and you get like you get like two two Sour Patch Kids and then like the rest are seeds. And you just put it in your mouth, um, and it's unreal. It's so good. Are you a gum guy during the games? Uh, more seeds. Oh I yeah. I don't really. I don't really. I don't really chew gum. I only chew seeds when I'm on defense, though. Hey, me too. Yeah, when I'm, I can't chew seeds while I'm hitting because I, I think too many things. That's one of my problems. I, I, I literally get to the plate and I'm thinking like a hundred billion different things. Like, oh, yeah. if you think of the plate, you're screwed. I feel I, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say you're not out of the ordinary in that situation. No. And and you said it earlier in the podcast about how you play every day and and you know like if you're down on yourself, you don't have time to sulk because you're at bats coming in 12 hours, you know what I mean? Or or you take it out into the field and now you're, if you're not going to be a positive thinker and it's so hard, everybody listening, everybody in here in this room right now knows that it's, 
it's the one of the hardest things for an athlete is to stay mentally strong and mentally confident in your abilities. But in baseball, you just don't have. Sometimes you don't even get a chance to redeem yourself for a while, you know? Like, yeah, because you got to wait might, for the lineup. He might strike out twice, and then his next at-bat, he gets no pitches to hit, so now he can't do anything to make it better. Yeah, you got to walk or something like that, but it's like when you're a hitter and a big-time hitter guy, like you're like you're trying to get that extra base hit. You're trying to drive that run in, and if that's not what you're doing, now you're trying to find other ways to be successful. But in yeah. baseball, I find, is like you kind of just got to stick to to what you do. I'm not saying don't branch out and don't try and do other things, but you can't just yeah. try and change your game on Thursday for Friday because you struck out twice or yeah, something. Yeah, but you right? guys are saying the more you can versatile your game, the more opportunity you'll get to play. Okay, so position-wise. Oh, we're, okay. We're Oh, sorry. We're just talking so, batting. Sorry. Yes, okay, exactly. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. But, yeah, so I don't even know where, where we started with that. But, anyways. Yeah, all good. Um, uh, but, 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 but I had a question. Oh, yeah, what's your relationship like with uh, Sanford? Um, is there a relationship? It's alright if yeah, there isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was hitting with him like last week, I think. Oh yeah. Oh, he's yeah. still here. Yeah. yeah he or well, oh, yeah. Oh, he, before he left, uh, went to go to Air. He was. I think he's in Arizona now. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, see him at the gym a bunch. Like, okay. Um, what do you guys talk about? Um, just how he's doing. Um, with his career. Um, obviously I've been following him. Um, I think everybody has. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> talking about his career, like things, like what what he does. Um, I haven't really talked to him much about like hit the hitting aspect of stuff, um, which I hope to do soon. Why um, didn't you should have asked him? Well, I was kind of like, I was literally like he hit with us and I was only there for like 20 minutes and, uh, I, okay. and then I had to go. Um, but, uh, I want to get in deep with like, cause I'm a really big, like, uh, watching and, and like learning new stuff about hitting. Like I'll like sit in my room and just, and just watch and write notes about stuff and then, you know, stick them on my wall and, and look at them every morning. I'm like, okay, that's what I got to do today at practice. Or I like put it, take pictures of it on my phone before practice. I look at it and I, I'll work on one thing that I learn. Um, I watch a lot of like Barry Bonds talk about hitting. I watch a lot about like Freddie Freeman talk about hitting. Um, a lot of those guys like that. Um, and I just try to pick up little things that to learn, like, you know, a, a new tea routine or like things to work on on the tea, like, um, like just getting inside of like a professional hitter's mind. Um, I really like doing that. So would you consider yourself a baseball nerd? Yeah. hundred percent. That's a good thing. hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, what, right now, what are you working on in the gym? Or I guess not even in the gym, just in general to try to make yourself a better. Right now, probably, um, honestly, not even like anything like really physical is my mental game interesting i'm trying to work on my mental game a lot this off season you know um one thing i tried at junior national team camp i was talking with one of my coaches cole armstrong mm-hmm. um he played like triple a um and i talked with coach deuce uh i played for the jays and um we were talking about you know how i how my, my approach at the plate and i would i could i could say my i tell my approach at the plate and then he was like okay but but what do you think when you get the play? Are you thinking about your approach? And I'm like, oh my god, no. Sorry, what do you mean by approach at the plate? What does so that like, mean? you have to have an approach. If you don't have it, the first thing when you get when you of hitting is you need an approach. But what is? So when you're on deck, um, my approach on deck is like I'm watching the pitcher, watching where his release is, watching what he throws the batter. So like even like, I usually hit like three or four in the lineup. Three to six is usually where I hit. So I'm watching the players before me. You know, um, he starts off a lefty with a changeup. 
you know, when we go through one time through the order, I've seen every pitch that he has and every lefty that he's faced, he's thrown a changeup or he's starting with a fastball or whatever. So I know that in the back of my mind, what he likes to throw in these counts and what he's going to start me off with. So I have that approach right there. And then I look for pitches. So like, oh, I, I my pitch is middle in. So I look for a fastball middle in every pitch. And then like every strike I get, I expand the zone. So I look, I split the plate up into um, six zones. So one, two, three, four, five, six, and I look one, or I look uh, one, two, three, and if he throws it there, I'm locked in and I'm I'm swinging. swinging. If he throws it um, four, five, six, good on you. Tip tip my cap. Good on you. Good pitch. And then when when he gets a strike, then I'll expand. So I'll look for a pitch from like one to five. Or like I'll look for and then meaning two, one to five is like where in the strike zone. Yeah, I'll look for pitch one to like five. Like the square on the TV. So you're putting squares within that square. Yeah. Is that what you're talking? Yeah, about? yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then I'll look for like something I can drive. Or if it's like a changeup count, I don't really like to sit on off speed, especially now where I'm facing like 95. So like if if I'm sitting a changeup or a curveball and he throws 95 above my belt, no chance. You're not hitting it. Um, so when you say approach, you just mean game plan, like a game plan. Okay, yeah, okay, exactly okay, right. okay, okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So Interesting. It's, it's really my approach is really in deep, um, but I kind of got a. I would get like I would get in the box and I'd be thinking, oh my, like where are my hands, like where am I, like where everything's at. Yeah. So then I had to start thinking like, and I literally would just like get in the box, I stare at the pitcher, and I'd be like, you're not beating me. I look in his eyes, I'm like, you're not beating me. So that would kind of keep my mindset is like. Like I'm not losing this battle. Like I'm winning, and if I lost it, so what? Then I'm next time I get up, I'm not. I'm not beating. I would say some other things to him as well. Like you're mouthing, <laughs> it, you're mouthing it to him, or you're saying I'm, it to I'm, him. I'm like mouth, like saying it. Like you're I'm not, like you're not beating. I'm I'm like f you. You're, you're not beating. That's what I I look him right in the eyes. I look him right in the eyes, and I'd say that, and it worked. But there's a lot of stuff like that in ball. It's like a mental game. I like love sometimes that. you lock eyes with the pitcher, and it's kind of like okay, like now uh-huh. I'm I'm in there with them, right? It's a like, battle between me and you, and you're not beating me. It's like. When I fought on junior national team, I, I kind of had a bad camp my first camp because I would I would just keep getting so unlucky. I think I hit the warning track like seven times, and I was getting so unlucky, and I was getting all this, and then I get down on myself, and that's the worst thing you can possibly do because I was having good swings, they just weren't getting the results. So yeah. I I kind of tried to stay away from caring so much about the results and caring more about, you know, was I was that a quality at bat? Like did I swing at good pitches? Mm. Did I win the battle? One thing that Barry Bond said that 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 really made sense to me was every pitch. Is like how he stayed locked in for so long. Every pitch is a battle. So if he he got um first pitch ball, okay, I won. So I'm up one nothing. And then the next pitch, he fouled off, had a good swing. He's up. He's up. Okay, two two nothing. I got that. But then he swings and misses. Okay, two one. But every at bat he tried to win. And if he won that at bat, that's a good at bat. So even if he struck out, but he won like the at bat like three to two. He won that at bat. That's a quality at bat. Because you got to roll with the things that are are help. Like baseball is so hard, man. And I don't care what anybody says. It's so hard. If you think about the science behind it, the little ball, the little bat, whatever. But I like that you said that the battle because, yeah, you hit the warning track all the time and you may get chirped and stuff. Warning track power, that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. what was leading you to get there? And like you got to roll with the things in baseball when there's so much going on and there's so many scenarios and there's so much. Like guy on second, guy on third, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Like you got to roll with what's working for you. And eventually, like you see guys, like I, for Tibby, for example, when we play at, the, at one point in the season, he was just absolutely roping baseballs, but they were just going right to guys like, 
like that, like yep. that. And and you're thinking, man, is he going to snap? Like, and he just doesn't, right? Because he's had that experience of mm-hmm. coming up through the ranks. And mm-hmm. he just kept rolling with it because he's hitting the ball square. He's hitting the ball hard. It's not finding holes, but eventually it will. Yep. And then eventually they start leaving the yard, right? Uh, yep. So you roll with what's working for you. It's no different than any other sport. You're not going to be a fourth-line hockey player and you hitting out there every shift is really sparking the boys. You're not just going to stop doing that because you're not scoring now. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's I've never actually heard someone break the at-bat down. That's really cool. To the point of like, okay, you're up one pitch, now we're tied. Now you're up two pitches. Okay, yeah. you won that battle, but I won this. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's crazy. And I think that's the difference probably why I suck and you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Yeah, well, um, like, like you're saying, like you can't care about results. Like if you're, if you're focused on results, you're, you're kind of you're screwed. But, yeah, I, I'm really in deep with, like, how people control at-bats. Like, I watched, like, when I went, uh, we were at training camp, and I went and watched one of my favorite players. You, you, both you, you, dudes you might know him, but his name's Yoan Moncada, mm-hmm. um, third baseman for the White Sox. Now, he's not a big-name guy. He'll hit, like, 260. But if you look at his on-base percentage, it's, like, 400. Right? Which is so, good, belly. So, which is I good. Which is really good. And what I did was... That's why I like him so much, the way he controls his at-bat. So I went and watched White Sox Blue Jays during one of our training camps in Ontario um, in, like, August. And I watched him, and I, I, I seen every single time. He had four hits in the game. Every single time was in a hitter's count, and two of them were on the first pitch. So I'm like, okay, so this guy has a game plan going into the game, and I'm watching him, and he's ready. He knows what he's getting. The first two pitches the at-bats, he got a hit off for fastballs. And then he got deeper into the count, and it was a 2-1 two, two hitter's count. And uh, he got a curveball, and he sat on it and and laced it in the right field. I'm like, wow! Like, <sighs> it, 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 I like wa- like I, I like watching like the game within the game. Like, yeah. I, walk, oh. I like watching like that's what this podcast is about. Like, game within the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. like eh, I don't know, and that really stood out to me. Like people like just regular watchers of baseball, they don't really pick up on that. And I I tried to I tried to watch like how he controlled the at bat, like what he was doing. Um, like what he was doing within the at bat and how he like how he would get the get the hit every time, and I'm like, how do big league hitters like consistently get hits? Yeah, and it's like because they do the same thing over and over again. They trust the process and they always get in themselves into a good hitter's count. Now, good hitters counts are like oh oh one oh two one three one. Um, two oh. Two oh yeah. That's the big one. That's the big one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I miss that one. Why is two oh the big one? Because nope. you know you're getting a fastball probably. And so, if it's not, it's easy because you're locked into the fastball, right? And if, and if you it, don't you know, get it, the fastball out of the hand, you just leave it, right? Yeah. But I, I really love watching him like play, even though he's not like a big name guy. Like the way he like handles his at bats mm-hmm. is so like impressive. It's so professional, and then that's what it's like. Okay, that's what it takes to be a professional hitter. At Okotok, do you have the uh, iPads on the bench? Um, no. I wish we did, but we don't. We uh, at Oregon will they? Oregon, they will. Nice. Yeah, um, I I believe all colleges do. Not sure, but I know. I think I think Oregon State does do 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 iPads. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I that's something I'm interested in because I love video. Yeah. All the hockey guys that come on here love the like the, they're in the queue or junior. They yeah. They say the iPad is just everything. To I them. love video. I love watching like, um, seeing what I like. I'll go back and um, I'll like you know screen record. Um, videos like MLB posts on Instagram of hitters mm. and I'll like dive in deep like go slow-mo to what they're mm. doing I love watching Jordan Alvarez 
Um, he's a beast. The Astros guy <laughs> in the playoffs that just went crazy. Yeah. The big like six foot five Cuban guy. Kind of came out of nowhere too. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. And I I I love watching him because I have kind of like a similar swing to him. We're kind of like straight up, and then we get in. We're like uh, power guys. But uh, I love like kind of like getting his video and like slowing it down and watching, um, watching how he like what his mechanics were like um what's his starter and but it's weird because everybody gets the same point of contact but everybody does it differently gets there differently yeah, yeah. I, so, I got a question yeah. for you you say you're a big like you know i guess analytics would be technically part of it and you're not even that old yet but at what point did you start going okay I, i'm gonna start you know diving my brain into this this game like the you said the game within the game but watching video and stuff at what point did you immerse yourself in that world and go okay this is what i'm going to do this is what's going to help me i'm going to break this all down and i'm just going to watch video i'm going to take notes because it's easy just to not right yeah it's easier just to go to the the practice facility and swing and then you go home right but it's the guys that put in that extra effort it's the guys that are digging deeper and looking for that small just little thing to get to that point of contact that are are, are, are obviously moving on and doing better yeah i, I kind of realized that um I mean, like, talent alone isn't going to get me anywhere, so I need to do something that is going to help me get there. And I was like, okay, I love watching these guys on TV. Like, I, I want to know more. I want to know more about how they how they go about their business, like what they are doing, like, before games, after games, like what they do in the off season, like what they think at the plate. I'm really intrigued about what they think and mm. trying to, like, um, copy what they do. So I, and like, I think, like, grade 10 – um, like the start of like 17U when I was like about to go to Okotoks, I started like really watching and, and watching video, like every video I could find about like professional hitters talk about hitting. Um, and I would just try to remember all everything that they were saying. I, I just write it down and then go look, uh, but go back and look. And most of the stuff they were saying, like my dad and, and my, my coaches in Okotoks have like already told me. It's nice it's, to hear it again though, right? But it's, it's good to hear it from like a professional hitter. Mm -hmm. And it's good to see like, learn like what their pregame routine is. Um, like, you know, Mike Trout says he gets in the cage and he, he'll take, so he never takes BP on field. Him and Shohei never take BP on field. That's why Shohei didn't do good in the home run derby. It's because he never takes BP on field. Did they say why they didn't? Uh, he gets too big. Like he tries to try to hit hits balls out, and he doesn't really care about hitting balls out on BP. He'd rather hit balls out in the game. So he just he's working on that real mm -hmm. steady contact, yeah, right? Yeah, and he would get in the cage, and he would like take 10, 15 swings off the tee, get loose. Then he would go to soft toss till he felt good. Sometimes it's ten, sometimes it's five, sometimes it's thirty. Then he goes and whoever's the starting pitcher, he'll take curve balls off that starter, which I found really interesting. Mm. That's not something you hear very often, no, right? Which I found really because normally BPs just what just. Dick shots. BPs just right down the middle. Yes. Usually, usually like you're working on stuff. Like we would take BP on field, and we have like you get in there, you have an oppo round, mm -hmm. so you go oppo, and then you have a situational round, um, and then you have uh, we started doing a pull round, but the other one's like a gap to gap uh, fastball, gap to gap curveball, and then you do um, a feel good round. So you get in there, and uh, when you feel good, you get out. Nice. On that note of feel good, that's another one of those unwritten rules is you, mm -hmm. you never finish your batting practice round on a shitty yeah. on a shitty swing. Can't. And if you Can't. if you're going in there for 10 pitches and you hit the first 3 square, you're yep. you're normally just leaving, right? I, That's I like probably the biggest one for those unwritten rules. I don't know why I just thought of that now, but anyways. Yeah. How much time are we at right now? 
just in just a little bit into an hour. What? Yeah, time flies, baby. Holy smoke! I had a question about just I had one more question, two more questions. One is uh, when you're seeing a, a ball come at you from a pitcher's hand, are you looking at his hand, or are you looking at his eyes, or are you looking in between both? I look at his hat. So hat. Like, so like, look at like I, I would like watch this. Yeah. Because he's got to come here, so it's easier to just transfer. And then I watch like you can like this fastball, this change up, this curveball. Mm. So you can easily yeah. just switch your eyes over to his to his hand. That's something my dad taught me. Said um, easily. That's not easy. It's it, oh, it's not, it's not it's not easy. But I've been doing it for so long that I can kind of kind of like pick it up. And now when pitchers starting to throw harder and it's starting to get harder, um, it's harder to pick it up. But you really have to work on like knowing like where the, where the pitch starts and what his pitches do and where you think it's going to end up. But it's really a guessing game. It's once you start seeing above ninety five, it's yeah. it's like. Oh God! The controls out of so, your hands at that point. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. It's it, it's a guessing game. If you're not guessing, like you know, Ted Williams said he 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 guessed every single pitch of his career. <laughs> yeah, and what did that like, do for him? Yeah, <laughs> best like best hitter all famer. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then and what's the uh, what's the plan from now until the season starts? Um, I head back to Alberta, um, January like early January. Okay, so it's soon. Yeah. Um, and then we basically do an off season until I. Uh, like we just do like live inside, like a live hitting. We'll do like at bats inside, so we get like two hundred at bats before the season even starts. Wow! And then I'll head to um, mm. f- uh, Florida in March. We play a bunch of like professional teams, like we play the Blue Jays, uh, Phillies, Tigers, and then we go back in April, do the same thing, and then we go Dominican in May, and then our season starts like I think April for Okotoks. Um. And I'll basically just keep training, keep being in the gym. Um, I don't, I don't want to go too hard, but um, keeping it light right now. But that's basically it's just a normal off season. I was gonna say it sounds like a lot of baseball right before the even the seat before the season starts. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, seeing yeah. tons of balls. You really want to start picking it up like probably after Christmas is when we usually start picking up like we we'll go inside like um, five to six or like five to six or six to seven uh, weightlifting. And then the next hour is like we practice. And then usually if we, we might come back during the day and then we take like get extra work in or something like that. Or we do like really like 6 a.m. live in the morning, like pitchers are throwing. Um, oh yeah, it's pretty cold. <laughs> it's pretty cold. And it's like negative 40 in Alberta too. But <laughs> that's what you got to you gotta love doing it, and I do. So no awesome. complaints at all. Well, dude, Ty, you're the man. I appreciate you coming over. This was awesome. Yeah, this was fun. You're a well-spoken kid, and you got a bright future in front of us, so I appreciate you Thank coming you. over. really do. Mm-hmm. Um, you. Do you want to give a shout-out to anyone, family, friends, coaches, teachers? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Shout-out shout out my parents. Big time. you got to do that, man. Yeah. If, you, if you come on here and don't shout your parents out, then you're yeah. going to go they home. They listen and... to the whole episode. You know <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. shout-out uh, Coach Cole on Team C. Uh, really helps me with everything. Pete, Pete Orr. Pete Orr. He's a Canadian legend, yeah, too. Yeah, Canadian legend. Um, Tyler Hollick and all the coaching staff uh, at Okotoks. Even our pitching coach helps me a lot with hitting, too. Like, just on the bench, he'd be like, yeah, he's going to throw you this first pitch. And he does. It's, like, ridiculous. I don't know how he does it. Psych. That's unreal. Um, all my buddies. Uh, Carson. Einmarsh, he's committed to Tennessee. At West. He, uh... Like every time I go crazy after I got out or something, like bro, just calm down. Like you're good. Like you're good. Like you're, like you're good. But yeah, I think oh. that's it. All right. I got to throw one more thing in here, and I I messaged Heather 
before because I know you grew up around the field with Header, and, yeah, and yeah. he's been a, a big part of the baseball community around here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I asked him, I said, is there any memories? I asked him if you were the bat boy at all. I know you did like a couple games when you were real young, which this is crazy for me too, right? I was playing for the draw, you were the bat boy, now you're 10 times farther <laughs> in your career than I am, right? But anyways, Header, he goes, I can't really remember anything crazy. He goes, but what I can remember is that this kid had a perfect swing at the age of fucking five, <laughs> and he's just so mad about it because... Yeah. And it is, and there, I have a video queued up here, and it's just like, it's just such a natural thing, and I think it's in your blood, but I just thought that was a really funny thing for him to say, and I do remember it, because you've taken BP with us a couple times, and I'm like, I'm not swinging after the five-year-old, like, he just made, he's going to make me look stupid, but anyways, man, it, it's it's been a pleasure, and uh, we're all going to be watching you for, for as long as you're as you're doing what you're doing, so. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Cheers. All right, everyone, uh, have a good week. We're out. Monday, work hard, have fun. I'm not at We're a out. party, I'm not at a club. I'm stuck in the beef and I don't give a fuck. I'm making a move, I run out of luck. I'm stuck to the plan, but I'm living it up. I expected to see you while I'm running after bread. I see them and they're struggling. Got me thinking, scratching heads. Got me thinking, scratching heads. Look, I don't want to go die as a no one, so I work hard, I'm in love with the maths. I'm a saucy kid and I do my bit, but you, I don't know about that. And I'm back, did you think I was gone? Snoochie, shy, reload on a song. And I'm back, did you think I was gone? I said, Snoochie, shy, reload on a song. Hey, yo, where's the music gone? I'm not at a party, I'm not at a club. I'm stuck in the beef and I don't give a fuck. I'm making a move, I run out of luck. I'm stuck to the plan, but I'm living it up. I expected to see you while I'm running after bread. I see them and they're struggling. Got me thinking, scratching heads. Got me thinking, scratching heads. It's a shame you changed because I'm back and I'm better than ever. We fly like propellers. I'm letting you know that I'm different. I'm holding you close so you ain't going missing. I'm letting you know that I'm real. I'm letting you say how you feel. I'm letting you know that I'm real. I'm letting you say how you feel.